Hallelujah. I sat down uh, at the house uh, this afternoon knowing I didn't have a whole lot of time. We had to be back here by 5 o'clock practicing the Christmas play. And uh, I didn't know which direction I was going to go. But the Spirit of God just got a hold of me, and uh, uh, this just came flowing out. And God just came uh, uh, dealing with me strong there, and uh, I completed it just by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin in time to leave. So um, we're going to get into this word tonight. Uh, Revelation chapter 14. We're going to read verses 14 through 20. Revelation 14 and 14, down through the 20th verse. Hallelujah. I want to read slow, and I want you to follow this and uh, make sure that you can uh, decipher everything he's saying here. Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud. And on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, Thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. Different one with a different sickle. And another angel came out from the altar who had power over fire. And he cried with a loud cry to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. Uh, So there you see now the earth was reaped, was harvested once, but we got we got another harvest here. So the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the wine, a vine of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city, and the blood came out of the winepress up to the horses' bridles. For one thousand six hundred furlongs, which is about two hundred miles. Let's pray. Fathers, we come to you tonight. I need your presence with me. I believe that you gave me this word this evening. And I'm asking your help and your guidance, your anointing tonight, that I may speak a word in season that I may hit the target that you have set for us this evening, that we might come out here tonight with a little more wisdom about what your plans are and what you're going to be doing on this earth. 
In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Chris, Chris, would you go get some water? I want to talk tonight. Let's see. By that clock back there, it's 7 o'clock straight up and down. So that gives me to midnight, right? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Boy, I like Brother Paul right there. I'm going to tell you what he, uh, when he's on fire, you're right with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I do, brother. 430. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to talk tonight about the two seeds in the earth. The two seeds in the earth. I've taught all the way through Revelation many times, but I've never come up with a message like this for this title. The subject of our text this evening has to do with the dual harvest which will take place on the earth when Christ returns to claim his own and then to bring judgment on the people of the world who have rejected his name and his grace. Uh, I really believe that God spoke to me about this at this time because we're talking and been talking about outreach. And uh, I think it would probably do everybody in here good if, the, if God would just pick us up in the Spirit, tie, tie a rope around us, and just let us dangle over the flames of hell for a little while to hear the cries and the scream and the torment that's coming up from the lake. We talk so much about heaven and the golden streets with no more tears and no more sickness and no more sorrow and no more death. We talk so much about the grace of God and the mercy of God like I talked about this morning. But just like there's a heaven to gain, there is a hell to shun. And folks, there's a judgment day coming. There's a judgment day. And when Christ returns, He's coming to gather a harvest. But that's not the only harvest that's going to be reaped off this planet. Christ Himself will reap from the earth the fruit of the seed which have been planted in Him. Follow me now. He's the one that's on this white cloud. This is talking about his second coming. This is talking about when he comes to rapture, rapture the church. He's, notice he's sitting on a white cloud. What did the Bible say in other places? Behold, he cometh with the what? The clouds. He's the Son of Man. And he's coming with a sickle in his hand. He's going to do some reaping. He's going to do some harvesting. And the ones he's going to harvest are those who have been planted in him. But then, after that occurs, 
an angel of judgment will come to reap the fruit of the seed of the serpent that have been ordained since the fall of man for the outpouring of wrath by the hand of God. So by His grace, I want to talk about the two seeds that are in this earth. There are two seeds. And everybody on this planet is part of one seed or the other. Christ is coming to harvest the fruit from the seed that He has planted. But then there is an angel of judgment that's coming to harvest the fruit from the seed that goes all the way back from the fall of man that is part of the seed of the serpent. Every harvest which is reaped begins with a seed that has been sown. Amen? Everybody that does any kind of planting, you understand that. Every, and, and we just, we're ending the harvest for this year, and all kind of harvesting has been taking place. Uh, but every harvest, every harvest which is reaped, it begins with a seed that has been sown prior to that harvesting. Hallelujah. Whatever harvest that you will be a part when Christ returns has to do with whatever type of seed which you have sprung from. Now, I'm taking my time tonight, and I'm, and I'm like I said, that's why I said I'm doing, doing really some treaching here, because I want you to understand this. There's going to be two harvests, two harvest times. Christ is going to harvest one group for His glory. He's going to harvest those that have sprung from the seed which He has sown. But then there's going to be some others that's going to be harvested that sprung from the fruit of the seed of the serpent. The Bible lets us know who the serpent is. The devil, Satan, that old serpent, the Bible calls him. Hallelujah. So whatever type of seed that you have sprung from, I'm going to talk about the seed of the serpent first as I'm doing this message tonight, two seeds in the earth. I want to talk about the seed of the serpent. We're going to go all the way back to Genesis 3 and 15. And notice what is said here, this conversation taking place and God doing the talking. He said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. He said, I will put enmity 
sometimes people confuse that word enmity with enemy, but that word is different than enemy. The word enmity, it means, it means to be hostile towards something. And he said, I'm going to put enmity. There's going to be hostility between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. There's a reason why people out there in the world who's not living for God gets mad and angry at you because you're trying to do something. Hallelujah. Amen. And sometimes we don't realize it, but, but the people in the world who don't know God, they have a problem with people who do. There's a hostility there. There's a hatred there. I know what I'm talking about because I have had people literally admit it to my face. I asked this man one time, and he was a man that I used to work with. I say, why do you seem to be so upset, not only with me, but everybody around here that goes to church of any kind, trying to live for God any kind of way? And he just stopped, and he just looked at me eyeball to eyeball, and literally I could see anger in his face, and he told me, Brother Paul, he said, because every time I see you, he said, I'm reminded of what I'm not doing that I should be doing. He said, and that disturbs me highly. He said, I'd rather be around people. Now, this is his words. I'd rather be around people who will go ahead and curse with me when I curse, who will drink with me when I drink, who will do whatever I do when I want to do it. He says, because those people don't make me feel guilty. He looked at me and said, you make me feel guilty. Now, that hostility that he had toward all Christians didn't originate in his heart. It originated in the garden. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't believe there's not hostility, there's not an enmity there, let me remind you of what happened to one young lady at Columbine. When the shooter had already had people laying out everywhere in, their, in, a, in a pool of their own blood who asked that young teenage girl a question. How many people knows what I'm talking about? With a gun pointed at her. Are you a Christian? Do you love the Lord? And that teenage girl put every slap dab one of us to shame that's sitting on these pews tonight. Looking around and she could see her friends laying in their own blood. Hallelujah. Did not deny what was in her heart. She spoke it a split second before the gun fired. There's a hostility out there, folks. I don't care what nobody says. There's a hostility. We have to deal with it all the time. We have to deal with it day by day. Hallelujah. And that hostility originated back in the beginning 
from the serpent. You ought to got to understand there are two seeds that's on in the earth. Hallelujah. There's the seed of the serpent. Hallelujah. And then there's the seed of the woman. And those seeds that go back all the way from the garden. Amen. It's, it's going all through time real, um, and moving on down through time and creating a harvest. Hallelujah. Hey, look around, folks. Sitting on these pews around here is a harvest. Hallelujah. There's a harvest. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's been planted. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. There's some seeds in here that was planted. Amen. A long time ago. And we've been sitting. Glory to God. Growing. Hallelujah. Glory. We've been fertilized. We got some fertilized put on us tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As we was worshiping and praising God. We're we're producing. Lord and God, we're getting ready for the harvest day. Hallelujah. And it ain't going to be no angel come reaping us up. It's going to be our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Glory to God. is going to come back from heaven on the clouds. And He's going to, glory to God, make a call. Hallelujah. And only those who know His voice will answer. Everybody else will be left behind. Let me ask you a question tonight. Do you know His voice? How do you, can you recognize Him when He talks to you? If you don't recognize Him when He, when he talks to you who He is, you better be careful. You might let be left behind for the second harvest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to go. I want to go out on that first turn, turn, turnip truck. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want. To, I want to go out on that. On that first potato wagon. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed. Is he who has part in the first resurrection on such the second death hath no power. Glory to God. Oh, yes, glory to God. I'm glad that I'm a child of the King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So going all the way back to the garden, we see the origins of the two seeds in the earth. You probably didn't figure out what I was talking about at first when I read our text in Revelation chapter 14 when I gave you the... uh, uh, the title about the two seeds in the earth. But as I said, every harvest has originated with, originates with seeds. And going all the way back to the garden, we see the origin of the two seeds in the earth. One seed is the offspring of the serpent, who is the devil or Satan. And I already told you that. The other is the offspring of from Eve, which is Christ. Hallelujah. Now, this shouldn't be difficult to understand, provided that you've got a spiritual aptitude in your understanding. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and, let's, and let's just continue to talk about this Satan seed first. In John chapter 8 and verse 44, let's see what it says there. Jesus doing the talking. Ye are of your father, the devil. 
That's one seed right there. Hallelujah. There was a man by the name of William Brannan came preaching a false teaching many years ago, called it the serpent seed. I'm going to tell you the true serpent seed right here. He's told those people, ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. Hallelujah. It all depends on who your father is, where you find what, what, what you find people doing in this world. Come on. Your actions proves your bloodline. <laughs> Glory to God. Your attitude proves your bloodline. Your speech proves your bloodline. What did they tell Peter? You're a Galilean because your speech betrays you. Hallelujah. You don't have to go around everywhere with a sign hanging on your neck, I'm a Christian. Glory to God. Amen. You be around people long enough, they're going to figure out something's going on. They're going to figure out something's going on. Hallelujah. Jesus told them, you of your father the devil and the lust of your father you're going to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. There is no truth. That's right there. That's why you don't have to believe what the devil sits on your shoulder and tells you. Anytime the devil tries to tell you anything, you can count it automatically to be false, to be a lie. He cannot speak the truth. When he tells you, I'm going to get you sooner or later, you can just laugh in your face. Hallelujah. Glory to God, because that lets you know it's a lie, because he cannot tell the truth. When he speaks a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The seed of Satan are all who follow the flesh and the deeds of this world. They were the ones who bruised the heel of the woman's seed, which was Christ, when Christ was crucified at Calvary. Going back here to the prophecy in Genesis, that was a prophecy of what was going to happen. He said, I will put an enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Hallelujah. The heel of Christ was bruised at Calvary. Amen. But you know what? If I wound you in the heel, if I'm, if, if I'm going to take you out completely, I shouldn't be aiming at your heel. Glory to God. Jesus, the seed of the woman... <laughs> Didn't aim at the devil's heel. He was aiming to take him out. And take him out is what he did. He gave us all the victory. Hallelujah. That's why you got the victory today. That's why you got the victory today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. The seed of Satan are all who follow the flesh and the deeds of this world. They were the ones who bruised the heel of the woman's seed when Christ was crucified on Calvary. Now, let's talk a little bit about the seed of the woman. Hallelujah. The seed of the woman was Jesus Christ. 
He was the one who, who defeated the serpent by bruising his head. Now, Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, we're going to read that. Notice what he said there. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of what? Of a woman. When, the, when God said, talking about the seed of Eve, God was not talking about, uh, about Cain and Abel or Seth who came later. But that seed was a prophecy because you can follow the lineage all the way down through the Jewish people until the time that Jesus was born. And the Bible said Jesus was born of a woman. He was the seed of Eve. Hallelujah. Made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God... Now, here we go. Here's where we come in at. Here, here's, here's where the continuation of that seed comes in at. God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts. Well, I, I jumped myself a little bit. Go back to this verse 5. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Christ was the seed of the woman. And when we come through Christ, we pick up and we become His seed. Brother Bobby when he comes back to reap, he's reaping a harvest that come from his seed. <laughs> oh, hey, the man, I don't know. This might be doing another, but man, this is some powerful stuff right here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. He was came, amen, and born of a woman. Amen. Came under the law to redeem those that were of the law that we might receive the adoption. So we can see that Christ was the seed, and we were adopted to become heirs, which makes us part of the harvest which Christ will receive. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm part of that first resurrection, glory to God. I'm part of that harvest that when Jesus comes with that sickle, glory to God, take me on, Lord, because I've come through Christ. I'm of His seed. Hallelujah. I was adopted. Glory to God. Came through the process. I'm an heir of God. Hallelujah. I'm part of that seed. And that seed is producing fruit. It's going to turn into a harvest that Christ himself is going to reap. Hallelujah. I'm going to, I'm not going to go a whole lot more further, but there's, there's a couple of other things I want to talk to you about to tie this in, about this harvest. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 3. In the 13th chapter of Matthew, Jesus gave a parable. It's the parable of the sower. And in Matthew, chapter 13, verse 3, And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower... 
went forth to sow. Hallelujah. We're talking about a harvest, right? Talking about seeds in this earth. Judas said, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. Now, I'm not going to read all the way down. He talked about, if you read all the way down through there, some uh, fell on stony ground, some fell by the wayside. Some were sown in different ways that didn't produce. Guess what? All of those seeds, Brother Bobby, is going to be a part of the second harvest. But in verses 8 and 9, put Matthew 13, 8 and 9 up. But other fell, and talking about other seeds, into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. And then he said in verse 9, he makes a statement to let us know, and everybody going to understand this message that I'm bringing to you tonight. He said, who hath, who hath ears to hear? Let him hear. Everybody's not going to hear this, meaning everybody's not going to understand it. Everybody's not going to see it. Everybody's not going to receive it. Hallelujah. Finishing up. Back in the 14th chapter of Revelation. Behold a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown and a hand, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And there come the angel crying with a loud voice, says, Thrust your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Then this other angel comes, and the cry was made to that angel to go and to thrust in your sickle, gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. So the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the wine in the earth, and threw into the great wine press of the wrath. Do you know what happens in a wine press? I remember Darlene back there is a big Lucy fan. <laughs> Hallelujah. All y'all, all of y'all, uh, a gentleman here tonight who have yet to tie that. Not a, I don't know why they call it holy matrimony. But they call it holy matrimony. I just want you to think about, think about something. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. My wife is a fan of Lucy. She's such a fan of Lucy. A lot of times she comes to bed at night wearing pajamas. She's got I love Lucy all over at a picture of that crazy redhead. Hallelujah. But but on one of those many hundred thousand reruns of I Love Lucy, I can remember one of those clips of her climbing up before they went somewhere into that big old vat, a wine press, her and Ethel stomping on those grapes. Anybody, Anybody seen that? Oh, we well. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
the winepress of the wrath of God. There's a whole lot more I could add to this tonight, but uh, I'm not going to do it tonight for, t- for time's sake. But I want you to understand, there are two types of seed that's in this earth. There's a seed that's offspring from the serpent, and there's seed that's of the offspring of Christ. And each one of those seed have been planted, and from each one of those seed, there's going to come a harvest one day. Who's going to come to get you? Where are you going when you're harvested? You going to the marriage supper of the Lamb? Or are you going to that big old vat where Lucy's going to start stomping all over you? And the blood come out of that and run up to the horse's bridle for length of almost 200 miles. That's talking about the judgment that's going to come. That really, and I could, to go further than that, that refers, that part right there is actually referring to this battle of Armageddon. It's going to be fought over there in the valley of Jehoshaphat. It, that, that big valley is like a huge, big bowl. There's mountains all around it. And that's where the final battle. See, Russia and, and all her hordes and the Arab countries are going to come together. All these Arabs and Muslims are going to come together with the Russians. The day is coming. They're going to come down from the north. They're going to try one last time to destroy Israel. God ain't going to let them do it. It ain't going to happen. It will not happen. Hallelujah. I wish right now that God would raise up a leader, amen, in Israel that would stand the, stand the grounds on, on what God has given them and what belongs to them through God and quit giving up territory on the rest, West Bank and the Golan Heights and all those places because that whole territory belongs to them. God gave it to them. Hallelujah. It's theirs. And I don't care what what no government in any country has to say about it. They ain't got no right trying to, hey, that whole property over there belongs to Israel. God sent Abraham to walk it from one end to the other. And he said, every place the soles of your feet is going to stand. He said, I'm going to give to your descendants. Getting back to that seed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brother Darrell, I want you to get us a song. Hallelujah. Anybody ever done some gardening, a flower and garden or whatever? Sometimes, sometimes you get into, and, and Sister Darling, I watched her and sometimes she does that. Sometimes you get into some transplanting. You take up something that's growing in one pot or one place, you transplant it and put it, put it somewhere else. You see, some of us here tonight have already been transplanted by God. Every one of us was growing from the seed of the serpent. And you know what? We wasn't nothing but dandelion weeds. Hallelujah. But see, when we come to know God, filled with His Spirit, we were transplanted. Hallelujah. We were transplanted. That's like adoption. Hallelujah. That's that's another way to talk about it. Hallelujah. And now we're going to be part of that harvest that Jesus is coming for. We've seen a precious young woman this morning at that altar over get transplanted. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Taken.
transformed from the seed of the serpent. Hallelujah to the seed of Christ. Glory to God. I don't know how you feel about it, folks, but I want, I want to be part of that first harvest, that first resurrection. Let's stand together. Anybody's got a need and got need of prayer for anything, the altars are open. Thank you, Jesus.